The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Hi, this is Andrew Van Vieren and this is The Daily Witness Podcast. So this series that I'm currently doing is called The Blessing Series. And each episode focuses on a different aspect of the blessing. So this is Thursday's edition, and the name of this episode is The Blessing Makes Rich. I'm going to say that again. Man, that's good. The Blessing Makes Rich. You don't have to make rich. You do not have to make rich. God is not expecting you to make rich because He has given you the blessing Once you got born again, it is the blessing that makes rich, and we're going to get into that. So I'm going to just start off with a word of prayer, and we'll dive into today's lesson. Lord, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that you loved us so much, that you sent your one and only begotten Son. Thank you that he took our sin, he took our curse, and he connected us back to you, Father. He connected us to the blessing. Father, use me today to just share your word and just to bless people. I'm asking you this in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Okay, so we're going to start off by reading our foundation text for this entire series, and that is Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, 14, and verse 29. Now, if you got born again, I would highly recommend that you feed on this verse of Scripture for the rest of your life. You know, you have to come to the point and... You need to continue knowing that you are, in fact, blessed, that you are, in fact, free 100% from the curse of the law. You know, um, in life, you only get good and bad. There's no in-between. You only get light and dark. There's no in-between. You know, you're either walking in the light or you're walking or a person is walking in the darkness. You're either good or you're bad. And in this same life, you only get the blessing and you get the curse. Now, the Jews understood this. They've always understood this. You only get the blessing and the curse. When things go right, that's the blessing. When things go bad, that is the curse. If someone, if a Christian now, if a Christian is going through life and bad things keep on happening to them, they need to ask themselves why. Listen, it's not God's fault. Somewhere down the line, they are keeping the door open for the curse to come into their life. Because once you get born again, you are already blessed. So let's read our foundation scripture, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, 14, and verse 29. And this is from the King James Version of the Bible. Listen to this. It says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. You have been redeemed. Redeemed. I need to say that again. You have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham, there's that blessing, that's that's yours and mine. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, verse 29, this right here, 
it says so much. And you can judge your, yourself concerning this verse of Scripture. You know exactly where you are. You know exactly what side you're leaning towards. So listen to this. It says, And if he be Christ, then are he Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Do you belong to Christ? You have to judge yourself. Do you belong to Christ? Are you a Christian? Because if you are, then you are Abraham's seed. And you are blessed. The blessing belongs to you. When Jesus took our sin, he laid down his entire life. Did you know that Jesus died for us spiritually? He died spiritually. That's why he went to hell. He took on all of our sin. He took our curse. You know, and I highly recommend, like you, you feed on this verse of scripture. You know, the rest of your life. You, you, need, to, you need to know that you are blessed. You need to come to that point where you expect good things to happen to you all of the time. You know, um, I believe it was the late uh, Kenneth Hagen that used to say, something good is going to happen to me today. He knew he was blessed. He knew what Jesus done for him. So you need to come there to that place and you need to know that your life is turning around for the better. You know good things are happening. You know your marriage is blessed. You know that your business is turning around. you got to know something. So like I said, this right here, verse 29, and if he be Christ, this is what it all depends on. If you really belong to Christ, you need to know that you are blessed. So this episode, as you know, is called The Blessing Makes Rich. So I'm going to go to Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, awesome book, 31 chapters, filled with wisdom. And I'm going to go to verse 10, uh, chapter 10, excuse me, chapter 10, verse 22. And it says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. I'm going to read that again. I want you to just absorb this. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. You know, uh, so many people, when they hear about riches in the Bible, they are quick to, you know, twist that and say, you see, God is talking about you being rich spiritually speaking. Have you ever heard that? I've heard that so much. You know, people get scared when you talk about money. You know, in Christian circles, they are scared when you talk about wealth. But that's funny, you know, that they say that, that God wants you rich spiritually. Yes, obviously. But when it talks about being blessed, being blessed, you know, being rich, it covers all areas. You know, when God blessed Abraham, the Bible says he was very rich in silver, gold, and cattle. Listen, that does not sound spiritual to me. That doesn't sound like, you know, his, his riches were just in the spirit. It mentions silver, gold, and cattle. Yes, he was rich spiritually, obviously, which affected his natural, obviously. But what I'm saying is that there where he was rich in silver, gold, and cattle, and the Bible says he was very rich. For God to say that he was very rich in silver, gold, and cattle, 
Guess what? He was very rich in silver, gold, and cattle. You know, God says his ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. Can you imagine how successful Abraham was? You know, and as you know, uh, Lot, his nephew, became so wealthy because he was moving with Abraham. The blessing that was on Abraham affected Lot. And you know what the Bible says? That the land could not hold their wealth. Imagine that. The land could not hold all that they had. It was just too much. So that doesn't sound spiritual to me. You know, talking about physical land, you know, that cannot hold his wealth. He was rich in the natural. Why? Because he was rich in the supernatural. So just to clarify what I'm saying, you know, people think that, you know, God wants you rich just in the spirit. He wants you rich just spiritually speaking. And they think that God wants you broke in the natural. That doesn't make sense. If you are rich in the supernatural, it's going to affect your natural. You know, Abraham knew he was blessed. He knew it. And it had, it had affected his natural. God wants you rich in the super and in the natural. So... Once again, Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Uh, once again, we saw what it did to Abraham. Abraham listened to the Father. He did exactly what God told him to do. And because of that, he was walking in that blessing. Now, you know, when Jesus died for us, he connected us to the blessing. And anyone who believes on the name of Jesus, who invites Jesus into their heart, they become Abraham's seed and is according to the promise. So you and I that belong to Christ, we are Abraham's seed and we are blessed because of what Jesus has done. So, um, so many people look around at their natural circumstances and they say, no, Andrew, uh, they say, no, they, they're not rich. They're poor. You know, but when you open the Bible, it says that Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. And Christ has, you know, connected you to the blessing. And just a quick side note here, if you want to understand what the blessing is, if you want to understand what the curse is, just read Deuteronomy 28. It deals with the blessing first and deals with the curse afterwards. And uh, it talks about natural things, things in the natural, how the blessing is a supernatural force that changes everything around you you know, to good. It prospers you. It lifts you up. The curse breaks a person down. So how does a person walk in the blessing? How does this happen? How does a person just walk in what they see in the Bible? They see that, uh, you know, Galatians chapter 3, 13, 14, and 29, that they have been redeemed from the curse. They see that they are blessed. They see that they uh, belong to Christ. They Abraham's seed and is according to the promise. But how do they walk in that? Now, before I tell you about that, I just want to share two verses of Scripture with you. Uh, the first one is uh, John 10.10. 10, and it says, The thief, talking about Satan, cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I, this is Jesus, have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants you to have life abundantly. That's why he sent Jesus. Abundantly deals with finances as well. Um, abundance 
deals in. Listen, the abundance that God is talking about here in his word covers every aspect of your life. You are supposed to have an abundantly blessed marriage. You are supposed to have an abundantly blessed business. Your business should be running like a well-oiled machine. Now, each and every one of us have dealt with different businesses. This is just a side note, you know, concerning being blessed in business. Um, some businesses you've bought products from or rendered services from or got quotes from or, or you were just checking out their stuff. And uh, there are people in each business that is just a blessing to the company. You know, how much jobs have you worked at? You know, where you know who was faithful in those jobs. And you know who has been goofing off from the beginning of time. I worked at a couple of places where, you know, you, you get to know who are the people that just bring the blessing on the business. You know the people who just bring the curse on the business. Now, when you're walking in the blessing, when you take this and you make it yours and you get to a point where you're speaking the blessing over your business and you're seeking God about your business. You know, God, the Bible says, is the judge. He wants to give you the right people for your company where every single department runs beautifully, runs like a well-oiled machine. Everyone just gets the job done, you know. God has given you the blessing and the blessing will remove people who bring the curse on your business. God will get you the right people because that falls under the blessing. Imagine if everyone was doing their job right, how that company will just prosper. So God wants you to have successful children. He wants you to have a successful marriage uh, company calling everything, you know, but all that stuff, it belongs to you. So I'm going to tell you a few things how to walk in the blessing. Like number one, number one, you got to tithe. You have to tithe because when you tithe, tithing is an act of what you believe. If you look at Abraham under the old covenant, he tithed to Melchizedek because he was already blessed. He acted out on what he knew. And as you know, Abraham just grew and grew and grew and grew in his wealth. You know, tithing is under the old covenant. Tithing is under the new covenant. Tithing and I'm going to simplify this like I did in my previous message. Tithing is simply getting the gospel out there. That's what it's about. It's a heart matter. If you want to prosper, you've got to, you've got to want to prosper the kingdom. Your idea is you want Jesus to get out there and heal people. You want Jesus to be out there to set people free. You want people to get saved because Jesus is there. You know, how are people going to get born again if the gospel isn't preached to them? Now, there's ministries all around the world that do this full time. And you've got to go to the Lord and you've got to find out which is the right ministry that you need to tithe into. I can't tell you. I'm not your Lord and Savior. Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Jesus said he's the good shepherd. You need to find out from him uh, what ministry or church you need to tithe into. And when you do tithe into the right place, you need to tithe in faith. Secondly is sown in reaping. You know, the Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
The Lord was speaking to me the other day about sowing and reaping. You know, he was talking about how people, and I'm talking about Christians here, how they want increase in their finances. They want to go to the next level, but they don't want to sow increase. You know, if a farmer wants to increase, he has to sow something first. God, farmers got that concept ultimately from God. If, you know, a husband and a wife, if they decide to, you know, grow their family, he needs to sow a seed before a harvest of a baby comes out the womb. Let me just go back to the farmer. If the farmer wants apple trees, he needs to sow apple seeds. So God was showing me how people want the increase, they want to prosper, they need to prosper, especially what's happening all around the world these days, but they don't want to sow increase. And it starts by what you do. You know, all of us, we live in a world that's governed by seed time and harvest. If you want a happy marriage, you've got to sow happiness in that marriage. You can't be angry at your spouse and you're always blaming your spouse, but expect the marriage to turn around. I remember this hearing this one testimony of this overseas minister. She had a problem with her husband and uh, the Lord instructed her to get into love scriptures every time she was irritated for her husband. And uh, in the beginning, it was pretty tough. She would be in that scriptures all the time. She was irritated with him all the time. She would dive into those love scriptures and she's sowing that love scriptures and she's sowing it and she's sowing it and she's sowing it. And one day, there's always a one day, praise God. One day, that verses of scriptures lit up on the inside of her and she loved him with the love of God. Anything that he wanted, she was quick to just jump up and do. Because she had that pure love for him. Listen, you have to sow something first. If you want a great education, you've got to sow hours and hours of studying. If you want that promotion, even before you get into word, you need to sow faithfulness to that job. You've got to do it. So what am I saying? If you want financial increase, you have to sow financial increase. But you've got to sow it with the right heart. You've got to give this in faith. And once again, you've got to be led by the Spirit of God on where to sow. That's very important. So once again, it is tithing first. You've got to ask the Lord where he needs you to tithe. And you've got to tithe in faith. And if you want financial increase, you've got to sow increase. To the right ground, and you've got to sow in faith. And thirdly, this is a very big topic, but it is doing the will of God for your life. Now, even before I begin talking about this, I need to say this. Many times people hear about the calling and uh, they, you know, they find out a bit about what God has called them to do. Then they resign from their job and they quickly try and do what God called them to do. And honestly, that's foolishness. The ultimate goal is to get into your calling, which might take a few years. But that's your ultimate goal. Step number one is to find out what he has called you to. Because guess what? Ultimately speaking, God's calling for your life, you know, that what he has called you to do, you are going to prosper in that calling. 
because God has graced you to do that thing. You're going to be a blessing to him. You're going to be a blessing to your neighbor. You're going to prosper in that area and God is going to look after you. So step number one, you need to spend time praying out what he has called you to do. So many people think, okay, well, you know, they got personal desires and they choose one of their desires and they say, you know what, God has called me to do this. No, 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 no. Growing up, I had a lot of desires. There's a lot of things I wanted to do. But when I went before the Lord in prayer, when I went before the Lord in wisdom, I set everything aside. You have to clear your mind. You might like to do five things. There could be five different things that you're very good at. But when you're praying out your calling, you are forgetting about yourself. You're finding out from him what has he graced you to do. Forget about everything else. Spend time in the word. Spend time in prayer, receiving that wisdom from him. And when you find that out, while you're still working at your full-time job, begin your calling slowly. Don't rush it. And as you're growing up in your calling, you'll know when the time is right to move over full-time. So please, 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 don't just get an idea about what you're called to do and quit your job. Do not do that. Don't do that. That right there is foolishness. Step number one, pray about what God has called you to do and do not rush it. Don't rush it. Back in the day, I just knew that, you know, when I'm seeking God about anything, I wouldn't be on social media. You can't be hearing from the world and hearing from the Spirit of God at the same time. And listen, like when it comes to the calling, it's serious business. It's serious. You can't be watching movies all day long and, you know, you're expecting to receive the wisdom of God. You've got to download that from heaven. It takes faith. It takes time. And that's why I always say concerning the wisdom of God, you know, you cannot put a time limit on this. Because, you know, receiving clear direction from God, that right there is a matter of your faith, not a matter of God's faith. It's not, you know, when God wants to answer you. The nanosecond that you finish that prayer asking him what you are called to do, he has answered you already. And from that day forward, you've got to receive that answer by faith. You've got to take it. So once you know what you're called to do, once you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, continue working where you're working. But obviously, start your calling slowly. Give God the very best. And He is the one. Listen, I'm going to say this. I want you to receive this. He is the one that will tell you when to leave and step into your calling full time. Don't do it straight away. You have to listen to Him. Jesus is your Lord and Savior. He is the good shepherd. He is not going to lead you into poverty when He's trying to get you into prosperity. You have to listen to him. You have to be obedient. So those three areas, that right there, it governs prosperity. Tithing, sowing, and doing the calling. I really hope this was a blessing to you. I really hope that, you know, you end in this podcast knowing about something. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision 
which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.